Thank you for downloading Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, when you're shopping on Amazon, to go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on the Amazon banner at the top of the page. It's free for you, and it helps us out tremendously. Thanks a lot. Here's the show. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. I think you might be forgetting exactly how isolated it really is. Like these are these are routes uh, that I was even talking to my dad about it. He's like, so how do you guys even get over there? I'm like, you know what? Lived here my whole life. I don't know. I don't really know the oh, route. Kind of go through like back trails. Yeah, it's backwards. Stuff. You would never drive down these roads. No one ever goes to these places. No, I mean vehicles I mean, there, aren't usually allowed. There are on the places. Road. This is probably the only people they see all year long. Some of the people up there. I mean, they, they're self-sustaining up are there. Are you talking about the hill people? I'm t- I'm just saying there's all kinds of different I things up there. I thought they weren't real. There are people that live in the coast range of Oregon that never have left the coast range of Oregon. That is not true. That is actually true. Hello, everyone. True. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Except for this week, it's four days. And then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Yes, Sarah, you are correct. I'm glad you had to interrupt there to make sure that point was gotten across. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, this Friday, we will not be doing a uh, show here on the Fun Employment Radio Network, but we will be posting things online, uh, on uh, Facebook and on Twitter and on Periscope. So follow us at Fun Emp Radio, Fun Employment Radio on Facebook. That's where we're going to be posting everything because we are going to be running hood to coast. And if you've been listening to this show a lot, you know uh, that's what we've kind of been talking about. It's a, it's a big thing. So we're it's we're very, very nervous about it's it. It's like a it's a life event. Like it is not easy. It is it is a it very is, very hard thing to do. It is hard. Uh, a couple of quick notes of business. Like one thing is that uh, with Hood to Coast, it's one of the only races where you can't wear earbuds. So you can't have headphones on. So Sarah and I uh, went to FunEmploymentRadio.com uh, yesterday and clicked on the Amazon link and did a Rush Express order of a couple of clip-on speakers, which is very exciting. By going to FunEmploymentRadio.com and then clicking on the Amazon link. Wow. Yes, we're customers ourselves. We don't just advocate it. We do it too. Go to really, fun we're em- customers of ourselves. Go there to funemploymentradio.com and click on that Amazon That's link. That's a real selling point. <laughs> All right, so so we got a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Somebody forgot to put their phone on silent. And it's not me. It's not you this time, although it was you uh, a couple of weeks ago. No, that it was wasn't. You. What are you talking about? Oh, I have I have recorded evidence of that. My during phone has never actually full on rung. Is that important? Do you have to miss to, it? Are you, you kidding me? It? Are you kidding me? Are you really going to sit there and say that your phone did not do that? No, it never did. You realize we have a recorded show. And I do the editing, and I put it up. Can you say lashing out much? You're the one whose phone just went off. <laughs> lashing out. Mm-hmm. Mine might have been a couple weeks ago, but yours was a couple seconds ago. Okay. All right, so the the race starts this Friday at 5.30 a.m. is when Sarah and I will be starting, and actually Sarah will be starting from Timberline Lodge. Which is the Shining Lodge, basically. Well, meaning that sounds like you're saying it's some kind of a a, a cult or something like that, the Shining Lodge. But it's from the the movie The Shining. Yes. So the outside. So it's really cool. It's a a neat way to start the day because we're going to have to be up... Let's be honest, we're probably not even going to be able to sleep at that point because we're going to have to be up by like 2 o'clock in the morning on Friday Mm -hmm. to be able to actually drive all the way to Mount Hood to get up to the top, to park, to get everything all ready, and then get ready to run at 5.30 in the morning. Right, and then it's a relay race. Just to to recap all this stuff, so it's a relay race that takes place from Timberline all the way to Seaside, 198 miles. Sarah and I are each running three legs. So we're going to be doing this, but a lot of it is you run through the backcountry of Oregon. Like the The first main part of it from Timberline Lodge all the way to Portland, itself and then outside of Portland. That's kind of all main highways and cities. But then it is because it's like country and then like Gresham, basically. uh, Well, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So and so you so you go through that and then you um, but then you cut off into the backwoods of Oregon, like into the countryside where you go over the coast range into Oregon. The reason I'm saying there are people up there, there are people in the in the in the coast range of Oregon that they don't leave the coast range of Oregon. It's it's a it's a mountain range that kind of separates the the valley where Portland kind of ends up in and then uh, and then where the actual coast is. And so I grew up down in, about about an hour and a half south of Portland but very near the coast range. 
And there are things we would hear about people in the Coast Range, and I'm, I'm not making this up, that are actually uh, actually pretty terrifying things. So Now, are these a, things that you heard that like are like st- stories that like kids tell each other? Or are these things that actually exist? No, this, this is real. There are, there are people up in the Coast Range, especially down there near, um, well, where I grew up was kind of by a place called Fall City which I know we have some listeners that know where Fall City is. And up above Fall City, you get into these backwoods coast range places. So normally to get to the coast, there's like three major highways coming from Portland that you would take. But there's a whole lot of territory in between those things. And it's very, very uh, rugged terrain. It's very out there. People don't go there. And people don't even realize how much of this forest like exists out there. And how many people like actually live in the forest? Yeah, there's people out in the forest. Are there really? There are people out in the forest. I there are. Well, I've seen some like little like shacks and things when I've oh, driven yeah. through like like the coastal range, or I guess like I'm not familiar. I guess with the like space between like Portland and the coastal range. Is that what you're talking about? Like <laughs> that's outside. A, that's of the... a no. I'm talking about up in the coast range. Oh, okay. Up in the coast range itself. No, between here and the coast range, that's a little bit different. But up in there, there's a lot of territory in there. Well, that's what we're going to be it's running. It's a fairly in the sizable of the mountain range, too. I mean, it's not like the Cascades, but it's a fairly sizable mountain range. And are you talking about like squatches? Are you going to go on some like weird squatch thing? No, I'm talking about people, people that live up in there. And it's what what I'm saying is there are there are people that live up in the hills, and they don't they don't leave out they don't leave those hills. Okay. So upside outside of Fall City, where what I was trying to talk about, and. Up outside of there, I went up in there. I've, I would go up there in there every now and then to go camp, and you encounter very strange people. Like it's almost like I'm not saying it's exactly like Deliverance because I don't. I didn't feel I was going to be uh, sexually assaulted, but the possibility was there. The possibility for like you felt like you know it's probably not going to happen, but at the same time, it's a little more possible than. Uh, somewhere else. If you've never seen Deliverance, then you know you know that's the the banjo, the banjo one. Um, it is being said in the chat that coasties and townies do not want you meddling in their business. They do not. They like to live on their own. They don't like to be messed with. They don't like you coming near their stuff. Like even when, when I grew up, there was because uh, I li- I did live out in the country, as I said, and there would be people that would. I lived near the Lucky Mute River, which is a, a, a tributary to the Willamette, but it goes through like real rough terrain and you can't really get to it in many places, but we knew how to get down to it. And there were people that would, um, you would see them just go by on these canoes, like these weird hillbilly looking guys that you were like, how are you even living in Oregon? And they would all, all be packing guns and they all have stuff and they all just kind of look at you like, what are you doing on our territory? And then they go trap Wait, things. They were in canoes with guns and ro- yeah. like floating down the river. Yeah. I'm Are dead you sure serious. this I isn't some sort of serious. movie that you watched and you're like transferring it into a memory when am, it really was a movie? I am dead serious. No, that would happen when we were kids. Actually, I think what they were doing is they were growing marijuana somewhere. It was probably what they were doing. But this is this actually happened. That that there are those people that live up there in the coast range, and we're going to be running through their territory, and that's what I'm saying. You got to be careful because you know you don't know what they're thinking up there. It's a different kind of person. It's a different kind of uh, community that they've developed. And they, they probably have their own language for all I know. Uh, you go up in there into their, their area and you just don't know if they want to pick somebody off. I mean, there's that statistic that every year, I think it was like 12 people go missing from there the is coast. Not, that or... is not even true. <laughs> you can't even lie about that. Don't even. Uh, 12 people go missing every year. No, no, but there are. There's some, there's some strange, strange folks up in there that like to live off the grid. Are, well, and I'm not, I, I mean that seriously in all honesty. There are people that live off the grid up in the coast range. Like that are, you don't want to mess with them. You don't want to go near well, them. Well, they're like, like their houses aren't registered and you don't know that they live out there? Like yeah, that pretty kind much. Of off the grid? Yeah, yeah. Like we're not on the electrical grid. We don't have electricity. We don't uh, use any, any government uh, stuff. They could be, even be on government land. There are people up there that are doing that. They're living off the grid. Really? I'm dead serious. I am dead serious. Yes. Yes, there are. Oh. Up in the coast range. Well, I will say, including well, possibly some of the areas that we're going to be running through, which is why I just want you to be aware. Because one aware. of our runs is like, like smack dab in the middle of the night. It's like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And I ran the leg you did last year, and I think I saw maybe two or three other runners the whole time. 
and it's you're really out there. You're really out there. There, you're going through some really dark, like forest canopy covered runs where you can't really see anything. You can barely see the road in front of you, and it'd be really easy to just kind of. Oh, stop it! Nobody's gonna pop out. Well, I mean, if they did, it would take it. You think about how long the run is. You know, and it, like you say, if your run's like four miles, that's wh- however long that takes you. That's a long time where people are just going to be like, oh, maybe Sarah's just running slow or maybe, uh, you know, j- maybe she's walking part of it or something like that. And then by the time, you know, time ticks on and on and on and on and then you got to go look for you. I mean, it could be hours before. I'm not going to do anything. Realized. I'm not going to leave the beaten path and I'm not going to well, run no, into No, you wouldn't somebody's. have to leave the beaten path. There will have been people who have come through before. They're not going to find me. They would have already taken someone else. Oh, boy. I'm just saying. I mean, they could be waiting right there. You wouldn't even see them. You wouldn't even know they were there. I mean, you're on their territory. Well, I will say the one scariest run that I did, and you're doing my leg uh, from a couple years ago, was the second one when you're running alongside the highway. Mm -hmm. uh, Highway 8 or whatever it is. 30? 30. 30. Yeah, there we go. Highway 30, because uh, that's right when it's starting to get dark and it's dusk and you're like running along the side of a highway, which is actually legitimately terrifying because there are semis going by you at like 70 miles an hour on your left. That's actually my least favorite kind of running. I hate running by a major road. Yeah. So that's, I'm not going to be very happy about and that. And that is the one leg that somebody was actually hit by a car before. Well, yeah. That, that, that could happen. All I could that think part about. doesn't scare me as much. That's all I could think about when I was running I that figure way. that's going to be pretty quick if that happens. Yeah, I mean, if it's true. going If it's going like 50 miles an hour, it's not like I'm really going to have a chance to... I probably won't even know it's happening until it's already over. That's eh, true. I'd, I'd much rather have that than being drug off into the bushes with like some well, hand that, over so my face you know, while I'm that's being... That's what I was going to say. Is like during into that... A, <laughs> shut carried up. into a tent somewhere off in the woods where the hill people keep you. The hill people do not want to keep some city dweller. They call them, uh, yeah, they, well, they do. They call them city wives because they take them and then they, they bring them into the, into the country. It's I'm like, oh, I caught myself a city wife. Is that like you know, what you what do say. when you go to the forest and you grab yourself a forest wife and no. bring her back to the city with you? No, that's, no, no. I don't bring forest wives back. I'm just saying that's, you know, they, they like to, uh, city wife's a big, a big catch. And by the way, a city wife can be a man or a woman. It is not, it's not a gender-based thing. Mm. They just want to show dominance. So whoever it is, that's going to be their city wife. Okay, so it could that's be That's how you. they call it. Yeah, it could be anybody. Yeah, it could be anybody. But I know, how to, I know how to talk to them and, you know, I can at least, you know, attempt to speak their language. Well, what I was going to say is, so there are the semis on the left in your second run, but also on the right, it's kind of next to the train tracks and next to the, um, next to the river. Uh-huh. And I, there were so many campfires going on alongside like you're basically by yourself all you can hear is like your footsteps and like a little bit of the speakers that you're listening to but it's not very loud because of all the cars going by you can barely hear yeah, your music. that really does i'm really not happy about that part no but it was the freakiest thing was seeing all of the campfires the uh, campfires the campfires with all these people like they were just shadows and you could hear like mumbling in the distance but they would just be like random fires but the, the river of people the yeah, yeah. They were, like, right next to the railroad tracks. I saw at least, like, eight different bands of people. And then when I was running by, you know, you're right next to the railing. And then the railing is a whole bunch of bushes. And I kept hearing people, like, rustling in the bushes. It freaked me out. I was freaked out. I genuinely, because I'm like, okay, am I more scared to be hit by a semi? Or am I more scared to get, you know, uh, like, attacked by, you know, a river dweller? Um, well, okay, I don't really want to get taken out of the river. Mm-hmm. Although, see, because the river people aren't necessarily my people. It's being uh, asked in the chat here, uh, Greg, you couldn't passively lay there and just receive a fucking massage. How are you going to talk to the forest people? Well, here's the thing, though. I partially grew up in the forest, so I feel like I can I can understand their language, I understand their ways. It's a body language thing. It's how you interact. You just have to have a comfort level with the forest at night that I feel like I have. That I would be able to talk to them. River people, river folks, I don't know them. I don't know their kind of thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm not a river person. So, but the forest people, the forest people are something that I could really, I think, uh, I, I think I could really get along there. You know, I, right. I would be able to communicate with them and I think they would understand and I would not become a uh, city wife for them. But your longest run is going to be with the river people. Well, that yeah, is your that, longest that, that one. Does make me I mean, a that's bit the longest amount of time, which means it has the highest percentage of you being snatched by a river person. Well, yeah, okay, that's that's true, that's true. But there's a lot of cars there. I'm not as worried about that. I am not as worried about that. But you know, the the forest people. Uh, it's being asked, did you meet any of Greg's forest people at the reunion? <laughs> I don't know if there were there there were some foresty people. Mostly, there were farm people, though. 
They're they're not the forest people. The or forest, maybe the forest people just chose not to go to the reunion. Yeah, I think they don't. That's exactly it. They mm-hmm. they're not going to come in for something like that. And mostly the forest people were outside of where I grew up. They were on the outskirts of that area. They're okay. up in the in the coast range, which is exactly where you're going to be running through, and you got to worry about that. There's there's all kinds of things to really also, worry about. Stop like trying to scare me because we have back to back legs, so we're going to be running around the same vicinity. But again, as the same that's forest why people. I don't have to worry about it though. Like they 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 can they can. I'm part forest person in a way, so I feel I'm close enough to them that they would be like, "All right, you're you're close enough. We're going to let you go." Because you'll probably be able to figure out how to escape, whereas a full-on city person, nah, they're not. They're not escaping. They know that. I'm not a full-on city person. I well, grew up in smaller towns. Some, a little yeah, bit. but you grew up in towns, though. You didn't. You're still a city person. You're not a big city person, but you're still a city person. So it doesn't really work. That you way. are really I weird. I think it'll work that way. Um, so you're gonna try and find right, a forest wife while you're running. No, no, I am not. Uh, but there's there's that stuff to worry about. Then there's uh, the other things, you know, the the potential things to worry about with with Oregon, as far as like urban legends, um, like Bandage Man. Bandage Man is something to actually think about. Where if you if you were to encounter him, which Bandage, What's Man, bandage I, Man, I don't remember if I've talked about that on the show here or not. But Bandage Man is an is an actual urban legend of of Oregon. You can look up Bandage Man. Bandage Man is supposedly. This guy that you encounter when you're out in the woods, especially in northwest Oregon, particularly over to, by the coast, um, anywhere from Tillamook to Seaside, people say they see him, uh, but even back in back in further inland too. Um, the bandage man supposedly was a guy who was killed in the big Tillamook fire, the Tillamook burn that happened like, oh God, I don't know when it happened. It was like in the... 50s or something. Okay, I'm not sure. I, I'd have to look that up. I guess I should know that, but I don't remember. It was a huge fire anyway, and took out a whole chunk of the the Northwest. And during that time, this guy supposedly uh, died, or or was severely burned, and then wrapped in bandages, and then died. And now he haunts people who come into the into that area. Okay, and he'll I've heard, stalk them. I didn't know the story, but I've heard of the bandage. He supposedly man. attacks dogs. He'll stalk you. He'll jump on your car, and uh, and he'll pace and stalk people. Ew. Bandage man. Oh, and when God, you that's see him, really like you just see the bandages, but it's bloody and like skin and falling off. So he's, he's like burned. a like he's a severely mummy, burned. like a burned mummy kind of. Uh, he's like a severely burned person wrapped in bandages. Okay. Yeah. So it's bandage man. So now it's hill people and bandage men. Bandage man, I, I don't know about bandage man. I've never seen bandage man myself. And this, this, this is uh, there. There is you can actually look this up. You can look up bandage man, and you'll see what I'm talking. Are you, about. Next, you're going to say like to beware of the Bigfoot that are living out there. Well, Bigfoot's a different thing. You know, there's there's some people that are worried about Bigfoot being out there. Now, I don't think you have to worry about Bigfoot as much as the hill people. I don't think I'm worried about Bigfoot uh, at all. Snipes, you have to worry about. Actually, that that kind of do. What's a snipe? Uh, it's it's kind of like a coyote. It's the, they're like they're like coyotes, but they're like smaller and quicker, and so they'll like bite. They'll they kind of go in packs. Okay, you just made that up. All right, now I'm no understand snipes. That. There are not such thing as snipes. Snipes, yeah, it's just like a smaller coyote. It's like a bread with a regular dog, and so snipes will kind of they're like a pack animal. So they they hunt in packs. So if you hear them, it'll be like a coyote, but a little bit higher pitched. And so you'll hear this kind of yipping, and they'll they'll kind of like encircle you. Is kind of how they do. They like take a nip and run away. Take a nip and run away until. Okay, the only snipes that there are is A, Wesley, and B, there's a bird named a snipe. No, snipes, man. Snipes are something to really... Yeah, there's a bird called a snipe, too, but, I mean, that's a different kind of thing. Snipes that I'm talking about, they're they're, they're a different kind of thing. They're like a coyote, like a small coyote. (laughs) Well, thanks for that, Greg. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. Well, if anything, you're motivating (laughs) me to want to run faster. Yeah, well, you gotta outpace it. You're not gonna outpace a snipe. I don't care about the. I know the snipes aren't real. The ban- <laughs> The only thing that's really scaring me are the mountain people. There are coyotes. There, are, no coyote is gonna come near us. Oh, while we're I don't know out there. No, they we're making see noise. A, you're running away. Oh yeah, they no, can see you as prey. No, making noise, and we'll be wearing like lights at that point. They might see you as prey. Oh, they're not gonna be scared of the light. Yeah, that's but the noise they will be. But, uh, if anything, that's like a big sign. Like, hey, free, free meal. Here's a light. Come find me. Okay. I'm running away from you. Come chase yeah. me. So that could that could possibly be something to worry about. And cougars. There are cougars out there. Rawr. Both kinds. <laughs> Both kinds. <laughs> All of them.
<laughs> That's true. There are a lot of cougars that run hood to coast. There are, yeah. I know because every time at the end of it, they're all. Uh, I see them all eyeballing Mr. Nibbler over here. Oh, well, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. we're all hobbling around, barely able to walk. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's going to be me at the end of this. Yeah. <sighs> it's going to be tough. Okay, okay, anyway. Well, thanks for sufficiently freaking me out. I wasn't scared enough about the running part now. Main they're... things to worry about, hill people, because, uh, you know, the, the forest people, they're different. They're a different breed, and they're different kinds. I'm not even sure if it's English that they speak, but you've got to watch out for them. Uh, you have to watch out for the bandage man, who's obviously going to be, he could show up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you fight bandage, man. There's no really stopping him. I mean, there's no stopping what can't be stopped. So there's there's that, and then you have uh, well, snipes. Obviously, you got to worry about those. Stop coyotes. With the snipes thing. Coyotes. Um, coyotes will stalk you. Cougars. They'll they'll get you. You might have an occasional bear. There will not be any bears, and I'll be making. There noise. are bears. There are bears. There are no. Oh, they're the uh, the. Black, black bears, bears though. yeah. And they're the, not the ones that eat you, right? Well, they do sometimes. No, the brown bears are the oh, bad ones. Oh, black bear attacks. Oh, black bears will still attack you. They they will. Black bears. Black bear attacks. Look it up. It's a I'm thing. I'm not going to look it up. Black bear attacks in Oregon. List of fatal attacks. The black bear. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. There's a hunter who was just attacked Oh, by there was not. Don't even. Black don't. bear. Seven people mauled by bears. On the Oregon I'm already coast. worried enough about that in Alaska. I don't want to worry about it two weekends in a row. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm already having airplane nightmares for Alaska. I don't want to have bear and airplane nightmares. Uh, the past few nights, I just keep dreaming I'm in an airport, like trying to either coming back from Alaska or trying to get to Alaska, and there's always some sort of problem, and then I'm freaked out. Oh, well, we'll have all next week to talk oh, about that. Oh, we will not even talk about that. Don't even. There's a lot to worry about there. <sighs> Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Uh, first up, there's a story out of my neck of the woods uh, near Bremerton, Washington, if you will. Oh, Greg, have you ever heard of a little town called uh, Port Orchard? Yes, I have. Port Orchard, which is also located in Kitsap County, which is where Bremerton, Washington is, has made the news. So I read this story. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. And then I look, and it's from Port Orchard. So uh, the Kitsap County Sheriff's Office is currently looking for a woman that they say is responsible for stabbing a Port Orchard man who had paid her for sex, but then later asked for his money back. (laughs) A Port Orchard prostitute is on the run after stabbing a man who had asked her as money. I mean, was she really that bad? I don't know. Was this the service not performed, or why? Why did he want his money back? I mean, Port Orchard's Port Orchard itself isn't too terrible. It's isn't it a rich section? Uh, yeah, Port Orchard is kind of rich, but there's also like the areas of Port Orchard like Gorst. Which looks exactly the way it sounds. The, just the name of that. Exactly the way it sounds. Uh, how is, my... What is it again? Gorst. Ew. So Gorst is like the, the trashy part of portraiture, which I'm sure the prostitute was living in Gorst. Okay. Uh, so officials were called to the man's house at about 3.15 a.m. yesterday morning and found him on his front porch bleeding. The 31-year-old man had a stab wound on his back and on his hand. Now, he told police that he had arranged for a, quote, sexual date. A sexual, a, date. a sexual date. A sexual date. What is a sexual date? Well, how is that different? I don't know. He like takes her out to dinner or something first, or I don't know. It's, it just said he arranged a sexual date. Uh, so he arranged it with a woman through the website Backpage.com, which we know is rife with toots. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that is. the one. How we found out that they're about the masseuse in our building. Well, somebody alerted us to that. Mm-hmm. I believe a law enforcement officer alerted us to that. Indeed. But uh, all right. So he had found his sexual date on Backpage.com. When Looking the trans- for a sexual date? <laughs> I, that's just such a weird phrasing. I it don't understand. It is a weird phrasing. I don't why, know. Why is it called that? Uh, because it was a... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't Is that like know. a code word for, for the uh, Backpages? Well, they probably can't just say, I want a hooker. Like, maybe there's like a sexual date implies what it is, which is a date to have sexual relations. <laughs> I mean, but that's not really covering it up much better than saying, I, I want a know. hooker. It's kind of even more explicit. It is. No. Well. I'd like a sexual date, please. It sounds like there might be not some a sort regular of date, date a sexual date. So is that what now people have to specify what kind of date they're going to go? I take on? you out on a sexual date. Yeah, I'd like to go on a date, not one of them regular ones. though. it's just it's just <laughs> a sexual date. 
All right, but anyway, I ain't buying things, dinner or nothing. <laughs> things went bad when the transaction proved unsatisfactory for both parties. Now the man demanded his money back, and an argument escalated into a physical altercation where the woman stabbed him in the back again and in the hand. Officials say the man uh, suffered critical injuries, but will survive. And he was taken to St. Joseph Hospital in Tacoma. Woman, uh, police say the woman is in her 20s, 5 feet 8 inches, with long blonde hair. Huh. She's on the run. Weird. A sexual day. I, I just, I want to know more details about what happened. Like, why did she, why did he ask for his money back? It said that they were both unsatisfied. How much money? Was exchanged. It doesn't say how much money, but it's gorsed, so I'm I mean, assuming I, it wouldn't be that much. I assume you also know if you're giving money to a prostitute, she's not going to give you money back. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not going to happen. It's, it's not like a giving thing. money to a drug dealer. You know it's what? Like, like, here, why don't you just take some of it back if you weren't satisfied? You know what? I mean, that was fun, but I don't feel like it was $30 fun, so if you can just give me, like, 10 bucks back, that'd be cool. If you can just... That's kind of how I felt about it. Well, if anyone is curious, you can go to Backpage.com and look at the listings under Port Orchard, Washington and see how much it costs to get a sexual date. And there will be the answer to our question. Do, do and no, Greg, we're doing, a live, we're doing a live show yeah, right but, now. You're not looking at Backpage to find sexual well, dates. Well, now I want to see, because do they have prices on these kinds of things? I don't. I know that when we had the the rock masseuse in our building, I was saying that in air quotes. Well, yeah, but that was... That she, she was, had the prices on there. That was... She was offering massages. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Look on Backpage. You can get uh, body rubs. Oh. Yeah, I'd like to give me, give me a body rub. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, this is a whole... I probably shouldn't even be looking at this site. I don't want that on my search history. <laughs> Ugh. All right. So, anyway, uh, be careful of uh, roaming prostitutes in Port Orchard, Washington. Next up. Another embarrassing Northwest story. This one right right at our front door. Literally, almost, literally, Greg. Literally. Literally. Almost at your front door. Literally, my heart was broken. <laughs> Greg, the police and local business owners are now on the hunt to find and stop what has been called the Portland Pooper. What? The Portland Pooper. A port? Whoa, 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 whoa! We've had it all over the country, and now it is finally it's coming, coming to here? our home turf. Not only here, it's in your neighborhood, Greg. Whoa, wait a which minute! Which seems a little suspect. Greg got so excited, his headphones just I fell just off knocked of my headphones head. off. Okay, so wait a minute. Now we had the. Okay, this is a lot to take in right now. There was the, the mystery pooper in Houston. Yes. It was pooping all over the neighborhood. There was the playground pooper. The playground pooper, and it wasn't Kalamazoo, Michigan. Where was it at? Somebody. I can, thought it was Kalamazoo. I don't think it was Kalamazoo. It was someplace else in Michigan. I think we were wrong about Kalamazoo, but I bet somebody can fill us in on that, on where that one was. But anyway, there was a mystery pooper in Michigan, and, and then now we one, have our own one. And there was Wait. the one in Nova Scotia who that's right, the Canadian, golf course, the, the golf Canadian course. one on the golf course, mm-hmm. which I still uh, will. I don't know if they caught whoever. No, that they still was. haven't. They still haven't. I okay. actually, I, I checked up. I wanted to make sure. My offer still stands on that. Where if you want to fly me out to Nova Scotia, I will be happy to work on that and solve that problem. I believe there's also one in Norway. Maybe that was the golf one. Maybe there was a couple. Well, either way, my offer stands. If you want to fly me out there, put me up for two weeks. I will solve that case for you, and I will find out who it is, the mystery pooper. But you're saying there's one right now. Ypsilanti, 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 whatever, Michigan. You're saying there's one here in Portland. This one is a little closer to home, and I think that it might be easier for you to solve this one. So, Greg, let me give you some of the details before you start jumping. No. Before you jump to conclusions. No, it would be more likely to be you, actually, because this is your neighborhood. Now Keelan lives way far away. Yeah, well, can you prove? All right. Stop it. All right. Uh, So officials and local business owners are working to stop the Portland pooper. Yes, a man man has been seen defecating near Southeast Portland businesses for at least three times in this past month. And Portland local business owners are getting tired of it. So now one uh, Southeast Portland business owner has set up a small surveillance camera that has allegedly caught a man using a nearby parking lot as his own personal bathroom. Oh, wait, he was in the parking lot? But it was on in a business parking lot. Near the lot. parking lot, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So the business owner, who wished to remain anonymous, uh, told a local news station here that he's really curious as to what the circumstances are as to why he is doing this. 
Hmm. Now, so what uh, what he witnessed on the recording that he set up at his business was a man loosening his belt, leaning up against an office building near Southeast 58th and Powell. Oh, he's leaning up against the building while he's doing yeah, it? doing a lean. Oh, boy. And doing his business. So according to the business owner, this has happened at least three other times within this past month. Uh, so he said that after it happened the first couple times, he stuck a camera in the window, and it just happens very quickly. And the man just oh, is over and pooper. done with. Just bam. But it's always in the same spot, and he doesn't know what's happening. He said the man is even, he even brings his own toilet paper. Wow. So he said the last time the man was there, after a few minutes, he seemed to notice the camera. Uh, the business owner said he's got to know something's going on, and he squinted and looked toward the camera as if he was paying attention to it. So if you are in the neighborhood, there have now been flyers distributed to local businesses and pinned on telephone poles, uh, dubbing the man the Portland Pooper. Oh, I have to find one of those today. And we have to put it up in the studio. I am taking one of those Portland Pooper <laughs> things because I am spreading this. This is my neck of the woods. Oh, I am on this case. Okay, it's being speculated in the in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe. That's where you can do that. $6.99 a month, the first week is free. Um, Blood Vixen is saying, come on, I'm sure that there's more than one mystery pooper. She's hypothesizing, I believe, that there's a gang of poopers that are taking care of this. Portland Pooper Gang? Possibly. Oh, boy. That's possible. Oh, boy. That's a little too much for me to comprehend. I found something by... I'm assuming that was a dog. I'll have to take another look. Uh, there's there was something by m- my strip of grass in between the. Okay, and let's uh, that's uh, that's too much. Well, I'm just saying, it's possible. All right. Well, if you want I'm, to, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out here. I'm trying to think this through. Like what I need to do to start this off. Has, has anybody started a task force? No, nobody's started. Well, actually, the person. Can you imagine the accolades I'll get? They have started a task force in the way that he's passed out flyers, and there are posters hanging up with the grainy black and white photo of said Portland pooper. I need to get in touch with this guy. We need to get the word out. So, uh, so the TV station who was, uh, you know, trying to figure this out for the small business owner did take a copy of the flyer and begin asking around the neighborhood. And an employee at the gas station on Powell actually did recognize the gentleman, but hadn't seen him in a while and doesn't know his name. Oh, but let me take a look at this guy. The gas station attendant is said picture? that he is creepy. So there's a picture that's been posted? There is on... on the They're posted on the polls and the flyers. Okay. I don't know if there's one online. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so, on this case. Folks in the area are hoping that this is something that stopped sooner rather than later. According to police, uh, the man could face charges related to public indecency and offensive littering. Yeah, they're blurring out his face online. All right, I, I'm, I'm on the case. I just want everybody to know. If you have any leads, feel free to send them into funemploymentradio at gmail.com, and uh, I will start my own task force, perhaps a rival one, to track down this, this man, this issue. We will get this solved. We will find out who the Portland pooper is. Next, the story out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I think this if I story- found him, I could run for office based on that. Like, I don't know. Is he qualified? Well, he did crack the Portland pooper case, and then I'd get votes. Sure. I mean, I think that would give me the accolades I need to put me over Will the stop edge. Stop saying accolades and to, like to like run for talk, talking the main about office. feces and then keep saying you're going to get accolades for it. Well, I thought I mean, it was accolades anyway. Well, I, I'm a little more sophisticated, so I'm I'm thinking if I were to do this, this could be the bump I need to like really put me over the edge. If I were to crack the Portland pooper case. Oh my gosh! Just stop saying that phrase. If nothing else, it would be great for my uh, private investigative business. Country PI. Okay, that's enough. Country PI in the case of the Portland Pooper. <sighs> Next up, a story out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And this is kind of a weird one. So, uh, police in Charlotte, North Carolina are investigating strange reports of a cloaked figure that has been repeatedly appearing at an apartment complex, leaving behind raw meat at a local playground at. The apartment complex. Okay, I, I didn't really look into this, but I believe I, I saw something about this online. So it's a... It's a, it's a they're person. They're seeing a person, like, walking around the outside of the apartment complex? The outside of the apartment complex, wearing a, a big black cloak, like, covering their head and their body. But then also, after this person leaves the area, they've been finding packages of raw meat left behind. 
So they don't really know what exactly is, is it happening with this. Is it good? Is it like a gift? I don't I don't believe it's gift meat. Okay. Uh, images posted on so, uh, social media claim that the hooded figure was spotted at the Hudson Woods apartment complex in Gastonia, located in the Charlotte area. Now, the director of operations, which manages the, com- uh, manages the complex, says, we don't know if it's one of our residents with an interesting way of presenting themselves or if it's a trespasser. How do you not know? Don't they- okay. Uh, I'll continue. Sorry. I don't know. It's okay. They just don't know where it's coming from. People have taken pictures of said cloaked person and found bags of raw meat. However, nobody seems to know who it is, if it's a man or woman, mm. if they live there, if it's someone visiting. Okay. I'm just saying, I don't really have a lot with this. I'm just, I wanted to bring so it up. I saw a weirdo. Outside. You know how how much that would not be news in Portland? Oh, yeah, I saw some guy with a cloak walking around. In North around. Carolina, shit is getting real. People yeah, are for like, them. oh, my God. I mean, imagine if they saw any normal Portland person out there. They would, they would probably call the police on I them. just saw a like, guy on a unicycle wearing a hot pink thong yeah. Like as I was driving to work today. Not even surprised. No, I didn't even blink. Like, I wouldn't even look twice at that. It, doesn't even occur. Like, all right, yep. There it's you not are, even dude. weird. I'm like, oh, okay. No. He was wearing, yeah, mesh or like uh, fishnet yellow tights and a pink thong and just topless on a unicycle. Do Nothing. you think that guy, when he's doing that, he's thinking, oh, I'm being provocative. Everybody wants to look at me. No, he I'm just so really weird. looked like he was just on his merry way. Yeah. He just looked like he just didn't give a shit. Because, I mean, it really doesn't matter. Like, it's just. I don't even keep track of that stuff mentally anymore Mm-mm. when I see something like that. Like, I really don't. So a person in a cloak, that would be like, oh, all right. You're like, oh, okay, it's a Tuesday. Oh, you're a witch today or something. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You're wearing a cloak. Maybe you're just, that's what you like well, to Well, in North Carolina, Greg, it's a really big deal. And they have found bags of raw meat. Oh, my gosh. They even had to call maintenance to remove the bags See, of raw meat. See, what if meat. that's a gift? What if it's gifts of meat? Police are unsure whether or not the cloaked magician and the meat bags are correlated. If a person with a cloak... Gave you a free bag of meat, would you eat it? No. If a person with a cloak gave I hate you it when you do these. a free bag of hot dogs, would you eat it? No. If a person with a cloak gave you a a wrapped package of Hebrew nationals. Opened or unopened? Unopened. Were they cold or room temperature? Room. Um, would you eat them? No. Really? Yeah. Free. A free, what is it, an eight pack? I'm very, uh, I'm very... Okay, if a person with a cloak warm meat. Stop saying person with a cloak. You're so gave you a wrapped package of Hebrew nationals that were slightly chilled. Would you eat them? (sighs) See, now I don't know because I don't know if the person with the cloak like let them thaw and then they're all rotten and then they froze them to try and. You'd know if they were rotten. I don't think I would eat any kind of meat from a person with a cloak, unless I knew the person with the cloak. Which I know people with cloaks. If a person with a cloak... Okay, stop saying cloak. Handed oh you God. a package of Kraft mac and cheese that was sealed, would you eat it? Probably. Oh. It's meat specific. I don't want stranger meat. Okay. All right, so yeah, they're not not—they're unsure whether or not the cloaked person was the one also if leaving. If a person with packages. a cloak... Stop <laughs> Saying that, oh my God! <sighs> All right, from North Carolina to China. I like that what if game. All right, I don't like that game. This woman is kind of my hero, Greg, and let me tell you why. Okay, a Chinese woman was banned from going on an airline after uh, TSA agents tried to take away a two hundred dollar bottle of cognac that she had bought, and instead decided to chug it since they wouldn't let her bring it on the plane. I would be pissed off. She was pissed. Two hundred so bottle of cognac. Two hundred dollar bottle of cognac. I mean, you got to check it. Security officers refused to let her take it on the plane, so she ended up drinking the entire bottle. Oh, then wow. becoming too drunk to get on the plane. Yeah, but so she was unable to. Go how on big her was flight. this bottle of cognac? <laughs> well, she was banned from boarding because she was too drunk to fly. So the woman whose last <laughs> name is Zhao—that's the only thing we know about her—was found. Rolling around on the floor at a boarding gate <laughs> at the Beijing Capital International Airport, shouting and screaming, according to a police officer who attended the scene. The officer said that... Where, uh, where, where was this? Uh, was this in China? This is in Beijing. Okay. Yeah, so uh, they say... 
Uh, the police officer said that the woman was so drunk that she couldn't even stand up herself. They took her to a room in a wheelchair so she could rest. Well, she did indeed rest. She slept it off. Um, so uh, she was stopped from boarding. So she had a bottle of, I don't know much about cognac. So it was a bottle of... Uh, it's like a brandy, right? It was Remy Martin XO Excellence. Yeah, I've, I've had Remy Martin. Yeah, Remy Martin XO Excellence. She had it in her hand, like packed into her carry-on, which she was told she was allowed to. However, got to security and they said that she would have to dump it out. So instead of dumping it in the trash, she dumped it in her face. Well, yeah, $200 bottle. I would absolutely drink it too. Yeah. So Zhao, fearing, fearing the liquor would go to waste. Uh, so it was a 700 milliliter bottle. She downed the entire thing. Zhao is 40 years young. Oh, so she ended up getting wheeled into a spare room in the wheelchair, not getting a, a not being allowed on the flight. She did wake up many hours later and thanked police for taking care of her. They contacted her family members who took her home. She was not in any trouble. Okay. Which is kind of I kind of nice. like this lady. I know. Like, she downed the bottle like she was... I kind of appreciate her screaming. diligence with that. I mean, that sounds like she and had a little too much cool of it. it was kind of cool of the police to be like, hey, we're not going to arrest you or throw you in the drunk tank. We're just going to put you in a room, <laughs> let you sober up for a few hours, and then give you to your family to take you home. I mean, I probably wouldn't drink all of that on my own. I would probably be like, all right, fine. I'm going to sit down here, and I'm going to get a bunch of cups, and I'm going to give everybody that walks by, we're all going to drink some cognac together. <laughs> I would not let it be pouring, poured out. No. It would just be wasteful. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so anyway, so I respect that her. Is okay. I do too. That's why I kind of like that story. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not going to take away my $200. <laughs> so I guess it's $200 US. That's how much it's worth. So that's quite an expensive bottle. Yeah. It's more expensive than anything I've ever bought. And finally, I do have a stay. Uh, <laughs> by a lot, by the way. <laughs> by a lot. It's not like it was a close competition. By a lot. Yeah. Uh, I do have a story of redemption. Okay. This comes to us from the UK. Headline reads, A virgin finally gets outfitted with a bionic penis after a childhood tragedy rendered him without one. But it's a good story. He gets a penis. Okay. He has a bionic right. penis now. Okay. Bionic penis. A 43-year-old uh, UK man finally gets relief from an injury that he received as a boy. So this 43-year-old virgin from Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, lost all of his genitals when he was hit by a car at just six years old and dragged 600 feet. Now, oh, uh, 37 years later... Awful. Well, I know, but no, this is a good story. It's a story of redemption. This is a good thing. Okay. So 37 years later, this man has a new lease on life and sex after surgeons at the university... What is that? What was you that? You said he has a bionic penis, right? Yes. Oh. Thirty-seven years later, he has a new lease on life and sex after surgeons at University College London gave him an eight-inch bionic penis. Using a button in his scrotum, Abad—that's his last name—can uh, now inflate his new manhood. With fluids from an implant in his belly. He's got a button for it? He has a button in his... I am going to break you today. That's enough. You don't know what that is. It's, I'm sure it's the bionic something. So he has a button in his testicles, which he can push to inflate his 8-inch bionic penis to therefore... <laughs> Get an erection. So he can now inflate his new manhood with the fluids from an implant in his belly by pushing the button in his scrotum. Uh, <laughs> <Wanna> press my button. <laughs> hey, baby, press my button. See what happens. Press right here. Sarah's really upset with the bionic. Like, seriously, you try to tell a story and then have somebody rudely interrupting with a whole bunch of really loud music. It's a bionic penis. I kinda I want this I want that to be the sound that happens when when you press the button. Press my button. Abad says about his bionic penis, his 8-inch bionic penis, when you want a bit of action, you press the on button, and when you finish, you press the other button, which is the off button. It just <laughs> takes seconds. 
It took doctors three years and dozens of operations to craft and attach his new bionic penis, molded using skin grafts from his arm. The final operation last month took 11 hours, leaving him with an 8-inch member. Now Abad is looking for love for his bionic junk. Abad says, I think I might be in luck. Some ladies might just want to try it out. So in 2013, Abad appeared on a news segment called Embarrassing Bodies, where he said that the penis he had after his accident was completely numb. And so then they were able to help him out by getting him a bionic penis. So Abad isn't the first person to get a new bionic penis. An unidentified South African man received the world's first penis transplant last year and is doing well and is expecting a child through said bionic penis. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, so things are still functioning. Things still happen. And that, my friends, is your world of crazy. It's a bionic penis. I have to play the bionic man sounds. Uh, hello, everyone. It's Tuesday, August 25th, 2015, right here in Portland, Oregon, where we're doing Fun Employment Radio from. I'm starting a rumor saying that you're the Portland pooper. It's in your neighborhood. You know what? After no. Today, yeah. After today, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, I wasn't supposed to say anything, but Greg is totally the Portland pooper. He's had this problem for well, a This long is going to be your secret revelation that you're going to post yeah, on I'm Facebook tell, or something? No, I'm not going to tell. I'm just going to, no. I'm planting it in people's ears. Just, oh. Just in, you're going to start dropping com- the hints? In casual conversation. Oh, you're just going to walk around and start telling people that? You know, I'm like, I hey, heard. I'm not supposed to say anything. But you I've know had what a, I heard. I've had a couple Is beers. this you after, yeah, drinking some wine? I'm going to pretend like I've, I won't even have had any because I'm going to be more cunning. I picture you with a glass of wine. And you're like, you know what I heard about that Portland Cooper? All right, well, don't tell anybody, but you know, his face is blurred out online. But really, I have a... I'm totally Photoshopping. I'm taking one of the posters. Well, let me tell you a secret. And I'm Photoshopping your freaky speed ticket picture onto the face of the Portland pooper and making it a little more grainy so that people can tell that it's you and then passing it out all around the neighborhood and being like, have you seen this person? Don't, you're not going to post pictures of Portland pooper and then put my picture on it. No, that's lying. I am not the Portland pooper. Ooh, Jez has a good suggestion. He said, no, Sarah, just tell people he's not the Portland pooper. They'll figure it out. Oh, I can be I just want you guys to know. It's not, Greg is absolutely uh, not the Portland pooper. And then you get a wink while you say it or something like that. I'll be like, I swear, a, I'm pretty sure that it's You got to be really him. drunk while you're doing this, too. You got to be holding a glass of wine up and your mouth is all purple from wine. Like, you know what I heard? Mm. Greg is not the Portland pooper. I'm sure the picture looks a lot like him. But I mean, it's not. I'm, I would not be in business with somebody who's pooping. Uh, never mind. I've said too much. <laughs> Keelan's already offering, saying, "If you need me to pass out flyers in Beaverton, <laughs> just say the word." I do not like this plan. This is a terrible plan. I think it's an excellent plan. All right, should we do a little bit of a uh, world of crazy? We just or being b- some ball talk. Excuse me. Yeah, we are. Greg is the Portland pooper. It's not true. <laughs> I mean, that's totally not true. These are lies. You guys, he's not the Portland pooper. That's just, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Greg is completely not the Portland pooper. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Again, not the Portland pooper. <laughs> All right. First up in ball talk, we have this. This is a very touching story. Mmm. And fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in particular will know who this guy is, but uh, also baseball fans. Chase Utley. Chase Utley of the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, there was a very famous episode of, well, Mac is obsessed with Chase Utley. Oh, okay. And It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Where he wrote letters to him and saying how he wanted to play catch with him and I wanted to be his best friend and it, it's really, really creepy. Um, and then Chase Utley actually appeared on an episode. Well, uh, he has been traded from the Philadelphia Phillies as they go into a rebuild phase. He was on there for 12-plus seasons 
He was wow. on that team. So that's a long time to be on a team and to be very good on that team. And uh, since he was traded, since they're doing a rebuild, he wrote and took out a big, huge advertisement in the Philadelphia Inquirer and in the Philadelphia Daily News thanking the city of Philadelphia for everything that they've done for him. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it was nice. He's just thanking the fans. Move. Saying about how much him and his wife, you know, love being there and everything that's gone on and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I think it was him and his, yeah, him and his wife. So very cool. That was a cool thing. I normally don't talk about cool things people do, but there it is. Moving on to ball talk. It's very big of you, Greg. Here's another story coming from China, and it also has to do with drinking. So there's a Polish weightlifter by the name of Pavel Fadek. I'm sorry. What was his name? Pavel. Five, F-A-J-D-E-K. Fajdek. Pavel Fajdek. Pavel Fajdek. Pavel Fajdek. I don't know. Anyway, Pavel. Uh, he won a world championship in weightlifting. Yeah, after in the uh, in the hammer throw. So he's a he's a Polish hammer thrower. And is that he, like javelin? No, the hammer throw is actually, it's a hammer that you swing around. It's like a Thor hammer. Oh, okay. You swing it around in a circle, and then you throw it as far as you I can. I went to state in discus and javelin. Oh, that's... Congrats. Not hammer, though. We didn't have... If we had hammer in Bremerton, I probably wouldn't have done you Congratulations on mm-hmm. that. That's, that's neat. You should put that on your resume. So, the Polish hammer thrower, Pavel, uh, won his gold medal, and then decided to go out and get really drunk. <laughs> afterwards. So he won the gold on Sunday and went out, celebrated with his uh, with his medal, got annihilated, ended up not having enough money to get his way home, so he used his gold medal to pay a taxi driver to take him home. Oh my god. <laughs> he didn't re- the next day when he woke up, he realized he'd made a terrible mistake trading his gold medal for a taxi ride home in Beijing. Jesus. Um, they ended up the Beijing uh, police helped him track down the taxi driver, who then they persuaded to give him back the gold medal that he had traded for the taxi ride, uh, presumably under the guy said, that's really not a fair trade. Oh, wow. So, but th- still, though, this he's guy... He's so lucky he got that back. He's so lucky. This guy got so drunk that he traded his gold medal for a taxi ride. Wow. Moving on to ball talk. We've got... Uh, we'll make it short balls today. Short but ample. Ew. And this is somebody who may be making a comeback. Even though he wasn't out for that long, still, this is good for all basketball fans just because of the entertainment value that this man will provide us. Sarah, there's a guy who, in, I'm going to ask you this, since uh, we both used to work for the NBA. I'm going to see if you can guess who this is. Now, it's a guy who changed his name at one point. He was known as something. I know who you're talking about, changed and I his don't name remember to the else. names. I know. And, uh, was it the guy who also acted in that Lifetime movie with Jenny Garth? Yes. Gar- Fuck, I can't remember his name. Yes, you are um, correct. Um, Meta, Meta a- World Peace. Meta World Peace. Yes! You got it. I only remembered it because of the Lifetime movie. Formerly uh, of the name Ron Artest. Which I think was called The 11th Hour. Yes. Yes. Was. Yeah, he was uh, the, the 11th Hour. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did act in a Lifetime movie. I'm trying to remember what his name was in that because when we did Sportlandia, we did a show for the Portland Trailblazers for a long time. And uh, yeah, we would call we would only call him by his character's name. Oh, it was Detective something. Yeah, it was. Oh, gosh. Maybe you can look that okay, up. Okay, yeah, I'm going to look I, it I up. I kind of want to know what it was. Anyway, Ron Artest changed his name to Meta World Peace. He's been out of the NBA, I think, for a little bit now. Um, I don't think he played last year at all. Oh, he played in China and Italy last season. Well, the L.A. Lakers are now looking to possibly bring him back to the organization. Wow, he's only 35 years old. I thought he was a lot older than that. Now, he came to fame. <gasps> Detective Garland Fincher. Garland Fincher, that's Garland what it was. Garland Fincher. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Because I tried to get Blazers fans to start a chant when he would show up to the game to go, Garland Fincher, you know, and just call him Garland Fincher. I thought that would be cool. Apparently, it didn't catch on. Um... So, so anyway, Ron Artest became a kind of kind of shot to fame back when 2004, I believe it was, with the Malice at the Palace, when he jumped into the stands and beat the crap out of a out of a fan. 
And then a fan tried to attack them, and then it was a big, big huge brawl. Okay. Huge issue. He was banned, I believe, for the rest of the season off of that, or maybe even more than that. Anyway, he made his way back into the NBA and didn't fight anybody after that. Changed his name to Meta World Peace, but he is also still bonkers. He's, he's, a, he's a nutty guy. He, he's insane. Oh, he's insane. He I mean, he's done some good person. things. I mean, he auctioned off his world championship ring that he got with the Lakers. I'm not saying crazy to, people can't be do really cool things. Yeah, he auctioned off that ring for charity and, and ended up donating money to a charity, which is, you know, very awesome. He's still absolutely insane, though. Mm-hmm. He, he's an insane man. And that's why him coming back to the NBA would be great. I So in honor of that, I did figure maybe we could just uh, prove some of his other things where Ron Artest also believes he is a rapper and uh, this is one of his when he was Ron Artest not Meta World Peace this one's called Champions Moment of silence for the champions for those who make going hard a lifestyle is that him? I don't think it is I don't think that's him no I think he comes up here in a minute okay is it guesting on it? Is he a guester? Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's coming. Oh, this must him. be him. I think it is him. Okay, well then I've heard enough. I'm very bones with mine. I beat the buzzer, baby. My stroke is holy one. You see the check It's not even on beat. Yeah, I love how all these songs are just them bragging about his trophies. Here's another one called Represent. Why are Why are you playing another one? What are you doing? Keelan, I'll go ahead and get you those flyers for Beaverton. <laughs> there we go. That's enough of that. Anyway, Ron Artest, Meta World Peace, maybe coming back to the NBA. This could be great news for this upcoming season because he's getting older and he'll be crankier and he'll probably do something crazy. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All those reasons are amazing. It's a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. He is is bonkers. He really is. He is, absolutely. Crazy can be entertaining. Yes, indeed. (laughs) I know because I sit in a room with you and you're batshit every day. (sighs) Ah. How you doing over there, Sarah? I'm good. I'm getting ready. I'm I'm mentally preparing to uh, sort of putting together all the signs for Hood to Coast today. Oh yes, for those of you that uh, sponsored legs of Hood to Coast, which thank you once again so much. We will be getting those signs together. Uh, Sarah's actually going to be doing the signs because I'm terrible at it. So, so I'm making all the signs today. I'm really excited. And so we'll, um, I don't know if we'll post some of those today or we'll wait until the actual race. I'm not sure how we're going to do that Oh, we that can. Yet, we can show some of the signs. I mean. Okay. They won't be as meaningful until we're holding them in front of other people looking like jackasses. Sweaty and disgusting and holding these signs up. Yes, that's true. That is. You're going to look sweaty and disgusting. I'm going to look incredible. I don't know if you've seen my running photos. Right. But I photograph beautifully when I've been running. Okay. That's good. And that's the most sarcastic thing ever. I'm seriously the ugliest runner you will ever see. I I don't look good. I'm going to look angry. I will look. I just, I look like a very angry person. I just look sweaty and sad. (laughs) <laughs> Sweaty and sad, the Sarah Dillon story. Yep, that's pretty much it. Right there. Well, there you go. I'm trying to find one from the Shamrock Run where I just wanted to... Mur- All I was, could think about was how I wanted to murder you for signing me up the Oh, for the Shamrock time. Run? Oh, yeah, because I signed you up for a 15K. Well, you're not going to have to run that long of a distance in that's one true. run. Yours are actually not that bad. No, they're not too terrible. They're not. Mine are six miles. Yeah, I know, but I've done that one before. You'll be just fine. Greg with his running bitch face. Yeah, I do have running bitch face. I I just I don't like to talk to anyone. I don't want to. I'm just like I just want to do it. I want to get it over with. I'm trying to come up with a uh, soundtrack for it. So I'm, I'm, I may be for your running bitch that. face. Yes, for my running bitch face. Okay. That's right. Okay. I am happy though. I you know I may not have run as much as I probably should have to prepare for this this year, but I have been riding my bike. Oh, which is fantastic. So I am at least cardiovascularly fit. I think both of them are make you. Cardiovascularly fit. Well, yeah, but that's for bike riding, not for running. It's a different muscles. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more about your cardiovascular fitness. Well, that was courtesy of Bike Gallery. Fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. Bike Gallery. Of course, you can go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Bike Gallery link. Yes. And you can uh, go there, 
click on that link and you can actually get a discount of 10% off of anything that you buy from Bike Gallery. That would be fantastic if you were able to do that because you have until August 31st to do that. So go to FunEmploymentRadio.com, click on the Bike Gallery link. They've got six different locations here in Portland. They are a fantastic sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. And uh, they're getting done with their summer run with us and we uh, we appreciate them. So we'd like to see them more. Yeah, so, uh, go very to, much so. So yeah, if you can get in there by August 31st, just find one of those six locations. Um, like I said, just go to our website, FunEmploymentRadio.com. Click on that link right there. There's a big uh, link that says Bike Gallery. It's a, a logo on there. And then that will take you to a 10% discount. So when you go into one of their locations, you just show them that and they scan it right there. It could even be off of a bike. It could be off of anything. Bike Gallery will give you a discount. So that is fantastic. Awesome. All right. Send us an email, FunEmploymentRadio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Coming up at around 5 p.m. We'll yeah, he be- said 5. The McMahon Horn. Yeah. Talking about SummerSlam. The McMahon Horn. Talking about wrestling right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network with Adam Posse and his whole crew. I'm not sure who else is going to be on there today, but uh, I know Adam will be Mm -hmm. because he's getting the key card. And then... That will be followed up by Guys and Balls right yeah. here at about 7.30 p.m. Right awesome. on the Fun Employment Radio Network. So very, very awesome. It's just a just, night of entertainment, Greg. Oh, there's a, there's a meme that's been generated of me from a lottery commercial asking that poor girl. That poor girl in this meme that if, I'm glad people don't know this. So I was in a lottery. This is one of the lottery commercials I was in a while ago where I'm talking to this girl. And people have taken this picture of me talking to this girl and turned it into a million things. That poor girl has no idea. She did nothing wrong. She's never the butt of the joke, though. It's always you. It's always me, but at the same time... (laughs) (laughs) She did nothing wrong. It makes me smile. Stuck with this forever. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. You are fantastic. We really, really do appreciate you so much. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.